chapter number one in your Bibles, Luke chapter number one. And we've been on a series for the last couple of weeks on world changer. Luke chapter number one, verse number 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came and said to her, Hell, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Yes. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she had also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, yes. nothing yes. shall be impossible. Yes. And Mary said, Behold, I love this, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. I want to talk to you today on our little, little time we have together on the subject, a yes that changed the world. Yes. yes. Just a yes. That's all that was said. Just a yes. And a yes changed the world. You know, sometimes all God's waiting on yes. is a yes. That's all he's waiting on. It's just a yes. Quit fighting it. Quit trying to figure it out. Just a yes. Father, we honor you today. We bless you for your graciousness. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for assembling us here to worship you collectively. To hear your word. Lord, speak into every person's heart. Exactly in the place that they're at today. No matter what their week has been like. No matter where they're at in life. Speak to their heart today exactly where they are. We're going to bless you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. 
2 Corinthians 1, verse number 20, says, For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. For all the promises of God are yes. For all the promises of God are amen. So here's what God is saying. I've already said yes to my promise to you. No matter what promise it is, if it's in my word, if God said I've said it, I've already said yes to it. I've already said I would do it. I've already said yes. Many times we need to line our yes up with what God's yes is. Good. Right. Oftentimes when, when we hear, okay, God, you want this from me, we try to reason what God has already said yes to, that God has already made provisions for. God has already said yes. Many times it is just that one word that stops so many people. Just that one word. Yes. And it could be today that God changes our whole world with just that three-letter word. Yes. Mary, a teenager, has a visitation from an angel. Wasn't expecting it. Wasn't looking for it. Was minding her own business had already been espoused to a man she was going to marry, had a good life ahead of her, good future in front of her, and her life was looking like it was going in the right direction. And the angel of the Lord showed up and said, you have found favor with God. Before I'll tell you anything that else I'm about to tell you, I want to tell you, you found favor with God. God has favored you. God looked out at everybody and said, I'm choosing you for this particular assignment. To every person in this room, if you've been in our church long enough, you understand the power of walking in the favor of God. And you also understand that every person has been operating in the favor of God, whether you realize it or not. That God's favor is on your life. That you are favored by God. God has hand-selected you to live in the life that you live, to have the assignment in your life the way you have it. God has specific instructions for my life and for your life. And he said, you have found favor with God. And behold, you're going to conceive in your womb a son. His name's going to be Jesus. He's going to save his people from his sins. He's going to be the highest. And Mary did what each and every one of us will do anytime we come encounter with God and a different assignment for life than what we were planning. Mary said, this can't happen. 
And she started in her mind, and her mind started racing. There is no way this can happen to me. What is everyone going to say about me? Matter of fact, who is this joker in front of me talking to me right now? <laughs> what is Joseph going to think about me? What are people, what is my family going to say? If all of this happens in my life right and she casts in her mind, what is this type of greeting? How can this happen? And just like many of us, the moment we feel God is calling us, the moment we feel like God wants to save us, the moment we feel like our life is going perfect in one direction and God changes its course, we all in our mind start saying, how is this supposed to happen? How is this making any bit of sense? How is this going to work out for me? And the angel of the Lord stopped her and said, listen, it's not about you, Mary. Right. For the Holy Ghost is going to come on you. And he's going to overshadow you. And it's not about you. It's about the power of God that's going to be at work in your life. I don't need you to figure all this out, Mary. I just need you to say yes. If you try to figure it out, you're going to talk yourself out of being used by God. <coughs> if you try to reason it in your mind, if you think too much about what Joseph is going to think about you, you're probably going to say no. If you think about what your family is going to think about you right now, you're probably going to say, God, I'm not available. You see, many of us, any time we get, it's amazing to me. You know, when, when you pastor for 20 years, it's amazing to me. I, I, I get, and I listen and I respect people, but I think, why do we always have to pray about being used by God? Right. <laughs> like, like, like God is showing up saying, hey, I want to use you. And what is our first response? I got to pray about that. <laughs> Why? Why do you have to pray to a God who's wanting to use you? And, and, and so that always, uh, and I, I just smile. If we think about it too long, all of us will have reason not to be used by God. If we think about it too long, if we start weighing options, I promise you, life will always, at a short period of time, present better options than being used by God. And the longer we think about it, and the longer we ponder in our mind, what is God even talking about? What is the pastor even talking about? I, we're going to talk ourselves completely out of what God is wanting to do in our life. 
So the angel shows up again and just says, hey, I just want to tell you. This ain't about you. This is about the Holy Ghost coming upon you. Don't worry about what's going to happen. The same God who's going to do it in you is going to protect everything around you. So you've got to just trust me right now. You've got to trust me in this season that it, it might not make sense. But you've got to trust that I know what I'm doing in your life. And that I've assigned you and I've called you at this particular time. And then the angel said, but wait a minute, here's what I want to tell you. Your cousin, who's called Elizabeth, I, I, she's old. I don't know why the Bible had us to know that. But it says she's old. But I want to tell you, in her old age, she was called barren. But she's in the sixth month of her being pregnant. So God was letting Mary know, I'm confirming my word to you by I'm doing a miracle in your cousin's life as well. Right. Right. And then God said, for with me, all things are possible. I don't need you to figure it out too much because with me, all things are possible. And Mary, at that moment, Say, Lord, yes. She didn't say it in so many words, but she said, according to your word, let it be done to me. You see, someone said, I wonder when Mary conceived Jesus. Right there. Right. In that word, Mary got pregnant with Jesus. Right when she said yes. A yes changed the world. Yeah. Right then, the moment we say yes to God, our world begins to change. I want you to hear this. If God was doing job interviews, come on, Mary would not have gotten the position. Right. Mary, do you have any experience in being a mom? Yeah. After all, you're going to raise God, you know. <laughs> I mean, this is a big calling. This is a big thing, Mary. So I've got to see what your experience is like. Do you have experience raising kids? If that was God doing an interview, Mary would not have gotten a job. Right. Mary would have said, uh, no, no experience here. Okay. Uh, are you married? <laughs> That's going to help. Yes, sir. You married? No. Not married either. Uh, you got any references I can call to see? <laughs> I don't even want them knowing about this. <laughs> no, I don't even want, I didn't even ask for the job. I didn't even ask for this. Right. No, I don't have any references. But Mary had something that I think at that time a lot of women wouldn't have had. 
and God knew it. Mary had a yes. Mary just said, God, it does not make sense. But yes. God's best always shows up on the other side of our yes. God's best always shows up on the other side of our yes. If we are not careful, we will go by what we know and say no. If we go by what we know, K-N-O-W, we will always say no. I know not a man. You're talking crazy, God. There is no way I'm qualified for this. I think Job is pronounced Job. Psalms is pronounced Palm. For years I thought the epistles were the wives of the apostles. If I go by what I know, I will most certainly say no. I'm too busy. I know that. I've got so much stuff going on. I know that. I am not qualified. I know that. If you knew God what I was saying yesterday, you knew, would know I'm not qualified. That's right. To do anything for you. And if I go by what I know, I will always say no. I don't even think I'm responsible enough to lead what you've already given me. That's right. That's right. I look at my life and I don't even know if I should even be coming to church. If I go by what I know, I'm going to always say no. The moment Mary said yes, you see, God will always challenge what we know. He will always challenge what we think we know to be true. And he will show up to a 13-year-old girl and say, hey, do you want to be pregnant with the Son of God? Now, you got to answer me right now. And Mary didn't have, you know, here's what God did. Because if I was God, I would say, hey, go talk to your parents about this. <laughs> You're 13. But I'm just going to be honest, seeing I have a 13-year-old. <laughs> I'm already tell you what dad's answer was going to be. That's right. 
Hey, Dad, last night the angel of the Lord showed up in my bedroom and said, Dad's answer is going, oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all know school. Y'all don't know yeah, nothing about what I just did right there. That's right. Y'all yeah, 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 would sit there in a timeout. I get it. Now watch this. Here's what God knew. If you go talk to your friends about it, you're going to say no. If you go talk to Joseph about it, yeah. you're going to say no. If you go talk to your parents about it, you're going to say no. Because most people, what they know causes them to say no. <laughs> so God, matter of fact, I'll tell you this. The majority of the things you've often said no to God about is because you thought about it. Way too much. And you talk yourself into a no. Because I can tell you with my own personal experience, there's always going to be other options. There's always going to be something else that the enemy or myself or someone else puts in a place. That I get to choose from. Right. My no. Has often caused me to say no. Yeah. But Mary. Said yes. It doesn't make sense God. It. It, it seems. To defy everything. I know. Yeah. But I'm going to still say yes. Because God doesn't look for ability. He looks for availability. Amen. And I wish I had something deep to preach to you about. That's coming next Sunday. But I'm just going to tell you what I believe God wanted me to speak into our church today. Amen. You see, 65 years ago, right outside of Asheville, North Carolina, there was a man who got in his car and he drove off that mountain. Not to his death, but he left his family. His wife, name was Maxine. And he left and said, I'm not coming back. And she had just a child. And that man left his wife and her son and his son and said, I'm not coming back. Maxine got little part-time jobs around Asheville. Thinking that any day my husband's going to show back up. Only to realize a year later, he meant business. He really was gone forever. And Maxine heard about a city a couple of hours away that had just built a mill to make towers. And Maxine said, I can go and start a new life there. I'm going to leave my son with my parents. 
And I'm going to go start a new life. And when I get on my feet again, I'm going to come back and I'm going to pick up my son. So for the next three, four, five years, her son was passed from one set of grandparents to the other set of grandparents. One aunt to another aunt. To one uncle to another uncle. And every few weeks, someone got tired of that little boy, and they passed him on to the next family member. Mm -hmm. And for years and years, from the time that boy was five all the way to that boy was 14 years old, he was passed around. Not having beds, sleeping in the corner of rooms, sleeping on floors. Everybody cared for their own children before they cared for him. And finally, when he was about 13 to 14 years old, the mom had remarried. And the mom went and sent for the boy to come and live with her. And the boy grew up very bitter. The boy grew up very angry at life. The boy grew up with a chip on his shoulder, knowing that the world had always been against him. Mm -hmm. He was forsaken by his own dad. His own mother abandoned him. And for years and years, he was the odd person out being passed from home to home. <coughs> He would sit there for birthdays and Christmases and watch other kids open presents and he never knew what it was like to open a present himself. Mm -hmm. In trouble in and out of school, finally graduated. Graduated and went and worked in the mills just like his mother was. Became a drug addict and an alcoholic. Drank till he got so angry he wanted to fight. Would do drugs to pass out from the hurt. And that's how he lived his life. And he was walking down the street one day with no shoes on, a tank top on, and cut off blue jeans. Made shorts out of He didn't realize it was Mother's Day. He didn't realize it was Sunday. And walking down the street, he walked by a church. And there was a man outside in front of that church who went up and shook that young man's hand. Was nice to him. And invited him into church. Yeah. That young man said, no, I don't look like a, the church type. And that old man said, I don't know what church type is. That's good. But everyone's welcome here. That's good. 
He took that young man and they walked into the church and they went and sat on the third row. He felt very uncomfortable. Because here these people were in dresses and in suits. And he was in a tank top, no shoes, and jean shorts that were cut off. And they got to the end, and I don't know how familiar you are with traditional church. But if you are, you will know what I'm talking about right now. They began singing the invitation. Yes, and the invitation song was, Just As I Am. Yes, sir. And they began singing just as I am. And they sang it over and over and over and over and over. And finally, after about the 30th time, the preacher said, I know y'all are tired of singing this song. But I believe God is dealing on somebody's heart. And they have not said yes yet. We're going to sing it one more time. And they sang it one more time. And that man walked out of his aisle, walked to the altar, and said, what must I do to be saved? And a gentleman in that church named Ray Huffman took a Bible and showed him how to be saved. A month later, there was a pastor from Swannanoa, North Carolina that came in to preach at that church. And he saw that young man on the front row. And he walked up to that young man afterwards and said to him, you seem like a fine young fellow. I'd love for you to come up and live in Swannanoa with us. He said, well, I got a job here at the mill. He said, well, I have a plumbing business. But I also pastor a church. And I'll give you a place to stay. And I'll teach you the Bible. And I'll let you work all day. So that young man took that position. He moved up to that man's basement. And every night. That man and that pastor, that plumber, and his brother would study the Bible together in that basement. One night, as he was laying in bed, he felt God dealing with his heart. There's more for you to do than just this. I want you to preach my gospel. And rightly, that man said yes. Over the next 40 years, that man would start 10 different churches. Hundreds of churches were starting, were started because of his influence. He helped missionaries all over the world, helped raise up Bible leaders and pastors all over the world. In 40 years. There are churches right now in Africa, in Asia, in India, in South America that all started because of this one person who said yes. I know this man quite well. 
because that man was my dad. And then one day, not having a thing, not having too much going right in life, someone said, do you want to come to church? I want you to understand the progression here. You see, someone had to say yes to God. That I see someone who don't look like they fit in church. But God, if you want me to invite them, I'll invite them. Then someone had to say yes to Jesus. Then God laid on a man named Louis Bartlett's heart to invite him to the mountains to work at his plumbing company and to teach him the Bible. And not only did Lewis Bartlett say yes, but my dad said yes. You see, what would have happened if that man at that church would have said no? What would have happened if my dad would have said no? What would have happened if that pastor who said yes to God and I'm going to sing this song one more time would have said, you know what? The people are tired. Look at them. They're tired of singing the song. Come on, I'm going to talk about you now. They can get in their car on the way home and say, I don't know why he prolonged service so long. I mean, why in the world we sang the same song 31 times? But you know what? He didn't care about any of that. That pastor just said, I got it. If you want us to sing it one more time, whether people talk bad about me or not, I'm going to do it one more time. Yeah. You see, all it takes is someone saying that. You know the interesting thing? The interesting thing is when I felt called to preach, and I preached on that Sunday night for my dad. That Monday, he calls up Lewis Barker. And the very next Sunday morning, for the second time I preached, I stood in Swannanoa Valley Missionary Baptist Church, and I preached my second message at the very place my dad preached. Let me tell you another interesting fact. I came back that next Sunday. And there was a guy in our church. And when the altar call was done, he walked to the altar. And he knelt down at the altar and he began to pray. And my dad, who was sitting on his chair right up there, and I was sitting right there, he looks at me and I said, When me and dad said, can you lead somebody to Jesus? I thought, no. <laughs> but I said, yes. He said, pray with me. And I knelt right beside that man, young man who was my own age, early 20s. 
And I prayed with him to get saved. We stood up, shook hands. And my dad said, hey, come here, son. What's your name? He said, my name's Kirk. He said, what's your last name? He said, Huffman. He said, Kirk Huffman. He said, yeah. He said, do you know Ray Huffman? He said, yes, sir. That was my grandpa. And in front of the whole church, he said, you know, your grandpa led me to Jesus. And here it is, 30 years later, my son led you to Jesus. It's just a yes. It's just a yes. I'm not trying to figure everything out. It's just saying yes to God. <laughs> you sit back and try to figure out, can you live this Christian life? I'm going to tell you, you can't do it on your own, and you're going to say no. If you try to figure out whether you can be used by God, in your mind, you're going to end up saying, man, the more I think about it, I just, I can't. And you're not going to be, you're not going to say no because you're a bad person. You're not saying no because you're a bad person. You're saying no because you don't think you have enough in you to do it. And you have too much integrity to let God down. But you're trying to do it on your own. Not knowing the Holy Ghost will come upon you. And he'll cause you to do what you think you cannot do. You see, a yes changed the world when Mary said it. Changed the whole world. Mary said yes. This church would not be here had my dad said no. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be here because my dad met my mom preaching a revival in Georgia when he was from North Carolina and looked out and saw my mom and six months later they got married. There are two churches in Onslow County that would not be in existence had it not been for a yes from my dad. There are people in India preaching today, this morning, South America, all because of a yes. My kids know Jesus because of a yes. You have no idea what God can do through your life. If you'll just say yes.
require someone to say yes. I think the biggest assignment of it all is saying, hey, Mary, you're about to get pregnant. I know you're a virgin, but you're about to get pregnant. To me, I don't think there's a thing God is asking any of us that is that big. <laughs> don't let what you know cause you to say no. With every hip out and every eye closed. I sense this in my heart. I sense it in my spirit today. If you're in this room and you do not know Jesus as a Savior, you don't know Jesus as a Savior. You want to be a good person, you keep coming to church. You want to do the right thing. But it's just been hard for you to just say yes. I mean, you come to church some. You, you, you're in the world some. I mean, you're trying to balance it all out. Today, God is wanting all of us to say yes. And if you're in this room, I don't want to embarrass you. But I'm going to pray for you. And if you're in this room and today you want Jesus to be a Savior. You want Him to forgive you of your sins. And you're wanting to live for Him. And today you're wanting to say yes. It's the greatest yes you'll ever say. With no one looking around. Your yes today will change your whole world. And today, if you're wanting to say yes to Jesus, for Him being the Savior, with no one looking, would you raise your hand just to Jesus and say, Lord, that's me? On the count of three, raise it high. One, two, three, raise it high. God bless you. 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 You can put your hands down. Now I'm going to tell you something that that pastor said that service my dad was in. I'm going to ask it one more time. I believe somebody in here, God wants to save your life. He's got a plan for you. He loves you. Yeah, you can't do it on your own, but with God's help, you can do this. didn't raise your hand the first time, but you want to be saved right now. No one's still looking. 
quit fighting. Would you just raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I should have raised my hand. On the count of three, I want you to raise it high. One more time, it's just for you. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand and say, I want Jesus to save me today. If that's you, raise your hand. One, two, three, raise it high. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. And God bless you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That if you and I would just believe in Jesus, we'd never perish, but we'd have everlasting life. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Today, in this Christmas season, God has all eight of you a gift yes. called eternal life. Now, what do I got to do to receive it? I just say yes. I'm going to say a prayer. I want everyone in this room to help me pray. And pray right after me. I'm going to say it, and I want you to say it right after me. Everybody in music. But especially those eight of you. I want you to just say this out loud, but everyone's going to be praying. Come on. Will you pray with me out loud? Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I ask you now to come into my heart. I believe you died for me. I believe that you rose for me. And today, I trust you as my Lord and my Savior. I will live for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Won't everybody look at me? Teresa, will you stand up? If, if you're one of those eight, I want immediately after service for you to come down front and see Teresa. We have a book for you. It's, it's real small. It's a 30-day devotion for you to begin your journey walking with God. And I wrote it just for you who said yes to Jesus. Now someone says, well, well I, I, I don't know if I want to come up there or not. Here's what Jesus said. If you're ashamed of me in front of people, I'm going to be ashamed of you. Matter of fact, we want to celebrate with you. But I'm going to go a step further. We're going to do something right now. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going to tell you how easy this is about to be. I want you, if you're sitting around someone, to grab their hand. Would you grab their hand right next to them? I want you to grab their hand. Everybody grab each other's hand. Put your hand on somebody. Put your hand. Everybody find somebody. Now today, I want you to, I want, I want to do, I want you to do something. If you raised your hand, and today you said yes to Jesus, you made a declaration that you'd say yes. Then I want you to take that hand that you're squeezing. 
that you're holding. And I just want you to squeeze it a little bit. If you said yes today, I ain't asking you to hurt them. But can you squeeze that hand just a little bit to signify to the person sitting right next to you today, I said yes to Jesus. Don't be ashamed. Today, I said yes to him. Now I want you to drop that hand and as every head's bowed and every eye closed, I believe with all my heart there are people in this room who God wants to use your life. For a while now, he's been having to fight through a lot of stuff in your life. He's been having to fight through what you like and don't like. He's been having to fight through your opinion on how you feel about certain things. He's been having to fight through your schedule and what you've got going on. But maybe today you're just willing to say, God, I want to be used by you. I want to be used by you, Jesus. I want to be used for you. I want to allow you to change the world through me. I don't know how you can do it. I don't know what even you got planned. But God, I'm available. And God, today I say yes. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right now, not to me, but to God, and say, God, I'm available. And I say yes. I'm available to you, God. And I say yes. Mary would have interviewed somebody would have said no but thankfully God was just looking for her to say yes he was just looking for somebody to say God yes you want me to witness in my, on my job God yes I'll do it you want me to invite that person on the street who don't even look like they should be in church God I say yes God you want me to believe you I'll say yes God, you want me to serve you like that? God, I say yes. A yes can change the world. Father, with everyone in this room who's opening up our heart today to say, God, use us. God, we want to serve you. Lord, I believe with all my heart. I just sense it in this room. It's been, it's been years, Lord, since I said this. And I don't want to talk anybody to feel like I'm talking them into anything. But 
But Lord, I believe when I pray this, it's going to ignite in someone's spirit. There's someone you're calling to preach your gospel in this room right now. Lord, I pray right now that you would encourage them. They've been afraid to come forward. They've been afraid of that calling. Lord, today, I feel that is warning. Lord, today, let them know that it's not their calling, but it's your calling. And you who have called them, you're going to be faithful to keep that calling in their life. Lord, there's people who are going to raise and say, yes, I'm going to be that Christian mom. I'm going to be that Christian father that I should be. I'm going to raise my children to love you, Jesus. I'm going to raise my children to fear you and to honor you. I'm going to raise my kids to put you first place. Yes. There are people in this room right now who say, God, I give you my business. God, you've given me this business. God, this is your business. You've given me these ideas. This is your ideas. God, I say yes to you today. I say yes to your will and I say yes to your way. God, there are people you're going to put in our life to be an influence. To win to Jesus so that one day they can be in heaven as well. Lord, today we say yes. We say yes to you. And Lord, we give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. I pray today you are blessed. I know I didn't have anything.